0: Like, it was something that I had always wanted to do. So I was like, I kind of want to take this squad to the top where I can. So I was looking for people that were also committed to train and committed to the squad.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This week, we're up to episode 25, and I'm sitting down with the now ex-captain of the Marauders, Jason Bias. As we discover in this episode, he is on a little short hiatus from the sport, but in no sense is he retired. Uh, We saw his name out on the field a few weeks ago playing at the Eskimo Cup, the seven-man event held at Action Paintball in Sydney. Jason and myself crossed paths many times, but we never really had a good chance to sit down and have a chat, and I was really surprised at just the level of dedication that he had from such an early time and the goals that he had set in place When he first put the Marauders together and, you know, slowly ticking those goals off, working their way through the semi-pro division, into the pro division, and then finally getting a win in the pro division with the Marauders crew. So it's been a really good story. The Marauders have been a great team to follow. So I was really excited to sit down this week with Jason and learn more about himself, but also the Marauders. So don't forget, I'm going to throw together a bit of a QA and a episode. I've had a few messages come through with some questions already, so I'm just going to keep them there till we get enough to fill in an episode. So keep them coming. Any question you have to do with paintball in Australia or New Zealand, I'm happy to answer. And if I can't answer it, I'm sure I can find somebody who can. So if you tuned in last Sunday to the Facebook episode of the show, you would have noticed that I've started putting up the video version of the show as well. So I want to say a massive shout out and thank you to the patrons for your continued support. You guys made that all happen. So these are the kind of things that I'll be putting that money back towards to help make a better show for you. So unfortunately, the episodes were a little bit out of sync. This one was recorded before I committed to doing the, the camera when I was still working things out so unfortunately this episode will be audio only but then starting next week we'll be having video along with the audio so I'll be premiering these videos up on Facebook like I do every Sunday. The afternoon seem to work so check them out around Sunday afternoon. Something else really exciting in the realm of Patreon is I have two new subscribers who have signed up to the top tier of subscription. So they're my top dogs. So I've got Alex Orr and Connor Johnson. So thank you so much for your support. You guys are my top dogs. So every episode of the show, I'm going to be calling you guys out. And also, as I have had some help with some of the questions already these guys are able to help me put questions to the guests so once again a huge thank you to those two boys and with that we're going to jump straight into this episode of down under paintball okay i need to find paintball again if that's the kind of commitment you're going to give then that's the kind of commitment i want so i'm sticking you're listening to down under paintball i mean everybody on that team was a veteran everybody this is Will McDonald, and you're listening to Down Under Paintball. It does make it a more interesting sport for the masses.
0: They are doing it better than anyone else, to be honest.
1: Yeah, show show other women that might be interested in playing that, hey, you know, you can go out there and you can be successful in this sport. I've got the best seat in the house with some of the best paintball in Australia. And you're listening to Down Under Paintball. I don't, I don't enter into the politics, I'm not interested, I'm just trying to, you know, grow the sport, get more people playing paintball. I'm here this week with Jason Bias. Jason, how's it going? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, how's, how's life treating you? How's everything uh, going with COVID?
0: Yeah, I mean, getting through it. Um, glad that at least, you know, I'm working, so that's something out of the house five days a week, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, you know, just trying to stay safe. Yeah, that's it. I was just doing. I think we're all just doing what we can to sort of get by at yeah, this, that's this it. stage. <laughs> so, uh, where are you joining us from uh, tonight?
0: Uh, you know, this uh, is a study. uh, yeah. uh Her um, bread and butter. Uh, but yeah, at home at uh, in Campbelltown.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, so Campbelltown in, in, in Sydney, New South Wales, for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> oh, sweet. So uh, more importantly, as uh, I know uh, this will sort of date uh, the episode a little bit, but, you know, Sydney sort of and New South Wales is slowly opening. So you've have you played paintball uh, recently?
0: Uh, I have. Uh, there was a few weeks back I dabbled with a bit of practice kind of when the fields started to open um boys were like yeah we're going out and i was like why not so um retired (laughs) 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 and and then more recently i got to um jump on with the marauders in the seven man for the eskimo cup
1: yeah nice yeah and how how did you guys go in that uh ended up second
0: um coming behind just behind the uh hand dogs um, which was basically the SWAT syndicate um throw together yeah um, but yeah hard fought uh basically we ended up going into the final on tied points in terms of the prelims and then uh yeah just fortunately we had a it was a 3-7 and then a 3-7 bodies and then kind of swung against us unfortunately on sneak side
1: yeah i was uh i was watching mike posted up a video and i was watching that and I was like, uh, oh, the the game sort of ground out, so we just skipped ahead maybe a minute, and the next it was it was pretty much all over. I just yeah, I thought, oh, how how could that happen? So yeah, that's. Yeah, it was, um, I thought you guys had it tied up. Yeah. Yeah, so, so <laughs> did
0: we, I think, and then I think we just um unfortunately a couple of quick consecutive uh consecutive kills like deaths on our side um in the snake and then. Uh, we had a penalty thrown on us as well, and that oh, basically okay. just cleared one of the sides, um, and that allowed um, SWAT to come, uh, sorry secondhand dogs yeah. to, to dominate on the um, on the from the snake fifty.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like you know slip of the tongue. You did say SWAT there. I did see some photos of yeah. that team, and and there wasn't many people that didn't play on SWAT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or hadn't at one stage. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, I was a bit confused with the with the uh. I saw, like, the list of teams and I thought, oh, Swat's not playing like that. Maybe they're refing or something. And then when I saw the photos, I went, no, Swat, SWAT played. Yeah. <laughs> just for uh, a different name. Yeah. So, so that was – the finals was just a single point in that, was it? Yeah.
0: So, same um, same, um, single point, 10-minute game, uh, and it was just between one and two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I, I guess you can sort of see the reason why uh, – like race two, such a such a good a good thing to have happened in the last few years yeah yeah
0: i mean it's it's interesting it's kind of the first time i've ever played a, a single point event and um you kind of think any uh like for the for the main eskimo team like they had a couple of you know just early deaths off the break a couple of like bad games and you could you kind of can't recover because it's only that one that one point. You know, you have a bad start and can kind of cost you the final spot.
1: Yeah, they they say it is a lot slower, and I think um, it's just yeah, your body is just worth so much more when uh, when you can't yeah. just reset, try again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's it, and that was definitely something that um, we kind of kept saying to ourselves. It's like it's not so much about kills; it's just that survivability.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, and it's sort of, it sucks though because it does sort of, it slows down that, that aggressive play. Like, you know, you don't see the big run throughs where a guy will take off and, and take like two or three guys, because uh, everyone's a bit too scared to make those moves.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, I could trade off or I could potentially get two kills, but at the same time, I make the run and get shot in the way. I kind of can't get my life back.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and like in those 10-minute points, you, I guess you'd be using every every minute of it sometimes. You you want to stretch those points out uh, and really just take your time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I in all honesty, I, I can't really – I don't think anything went over, you know, maybe five or six minutes, and I think that's just because of how we're used to playing. Um, yeah. So we still had some very quick points, especially with only – um three games and then you're back up like sometimes you were play one game and then you're back on the gate the next point so and then so that happened a couple of times where people just weren't ready for points because they'd go oh yeah we have a two-game break and then the the games those two games would be over in a matter of like two <laughs> minutes
1: <laughs> yeah okay no it's um yeah I, I didn't really think about that that's a an off-field sort of uh logistics yeah no that's yeah. a that's a way to put it um yeah i guess uh maybe if you're an f- event organizer it's a good it's a good way to do it and and speed things up a little bit <laughs> oh, definitely
0: i mean well we had we basically got through 12 rounds in this like you know before you know two two three o'clock <laughs> in the yeah, nice. yeah okay <laughs> so
1: that's um but, but yeah, it was good a... to
0: see a lot more of the um uh, the newer guys as well partaking as well there was there was a few just teams and some semi-pros so that was it was good to see a a variety of people
1: playing it yeah that's cool that sounds uh you know back in the the old days of of seven man that's how it used to be when we we only had like 10 teams across two divisions and we just everyone plays everyone so it was a good way to learn yeah. yeah yeah i like it no cool Well, speaking of uh back in the day why don't we why don't we cast our minds all the way back and and learn how you got into the sport how did it all start for you
0: um, So, it would have been back in 2012, I want to say, and that was um, just a couple of my, my basically my brother's schoolmates, um, they were a couple of years above me, and they, you know, first time I kind of went out was at Camden, Um, just at old paintball, playing for fun, just because it's kind of local, local field, and then um, they were like, hey, we're thinking of throwing a team together for Ams do you want to jump in? And that's kind of how I got involved with them and the Vicious Circle and Shamrocks.
1: Um, oh, oh, yeah, okay, nice. Yeah. That's cool. So um, so were you – did you sort of get plucked off the rec ball field? Is that is that sort of where they hit you up or, or were you like gravitating towards the, the air ball field?
0: Um, well, yeah, I guess it was, you know, played a bit of rec ball and then um, – kind of saw the, I guess, the tourney field um, kind of on the side out there and was like, oh, yeah, that looks kind of interesting. And then the guys were just like, yeah, you know, let's give it a go, come up for a, we'll just show up to one of the training days. And then we just kind of decided, you know what, let's make a thing of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. So so was that by yourself or did you did you have some, some of your schoolmates come and join you in, in that side of things? yeah well, it
0: was actually them um that uh kind of approached me because um they were a couple of years older um, a lot of them um, knew each other through work, but a couple of them I knew through school like because of my brother and um yeah that was like, hey, do you want to play? We'll see what we're doing and then um yeah, that's you know history
1: <laughs> yeah cool no, I like it so. So, yeah, what was your – did you – was your first foray into, you know, tournament paintball, was that a training day or or did you get into an event early?
0: Uh, No, it would have been training, yeah. So, just training with um, the Shamrocks guys, the Shenanigan guys and uh, Vicious Circle. Um, We kind of just put ourselves together and just kind of made a squad. Um, And then basically I'm – well – even though I'm retired, I'm probably the I'm the only um, only uh, original member from the Marauders back then. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So that was that was the first team you put together was Marauders. Yeah. 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 With the name, Did it Have not yeah. gone through any name it, changes or anything.
0: Uh, no, no, it's stuck with it. Um, when kind of they all, all hung up their boots, so to speak. Uh, a lot of them got houses and kids and and lives. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it kind of took a I think it was about half a year off. Um, and then I was just reffing through um, action. Um, and then I was like, no, nah, I want to get back on the field. So that's when I kind of got reborn with the, the current roster.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. So so you say uh, reffing at action, like that's not just reffing on the weekends, like with rec balls. that was at the tournaments?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I basically, um, just because I had had all the experience in, in the AMS and SEMI, um, I kind of jumped on when they were looking for refs for the semi-pro division, and then I refed uh, pro division for a couple of events.
1: Oh, cool. I uh, it's it's always hard to to know the referees under the under the mask and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool.
0: No, I remember the first time I ref pro was uh, I think it was about maybe 2015 or so when. Uh, it was rain, like piercing down rain, and I was one of those unfortunate slaps laying down in the middle of the field.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, there you uh, It's such an eerie feeling on a paintball field when it rains. Like, you just can't hear the gun, like, when it's really raining and you can't hear the guns anymore. But there's, every now and again, your bunker will just rattle and there's some shots get fired. And, yeah. yeah. It's just a strange feeling yeah. <laughs> out in the, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's weird. So, uh, yeah, so is that Marauders, you guys? Uh, were you playing in the Super 7s or did you – did you was there anything happening down at, at the Camden Field then?
0: Um, no, the not really. They were um, – we basically just played in the um, amateur division of 7s. Um, but we just kind of – we just used to train at um, Ultimate. Ultimate. Um, and then I think it was when we were stepping up to, kind of stepping up to our first kind of semi-pro, we decided to, to change venues and train at Action just because of the higher, um, basically the higher profile teams that were there. And we're like, well, we can learn more off planning and semi-pro and pro teams that were around
1: yeah yeah that's fair enough because i know uh like shamrocks and Fisher circle were, were both semi-pro teams and uh some of the shenanigan guys i know they were pretty split we had that was sort of some canberra based players i think a few from down camden way and then some yeah. from up in uh, like uh, north sydney yeah so it's uh yeah I'm, I'm sure they weren't getting their full their full squad down to camden no definitely not. <laughs> yeah oh, that's a shame um yeah, there seemed to be a small, like, contingency of that, uh, like Campbelltown, sort of like, uh, yeah, like southwestern Sydney. Like, there, there's been a few good players come out of there. It's a shame that, uh, yeah, not more happens down at at, Cam- at Camden, but it sounds like they're doing some good things, uh, you know, lately. I saw some photos with uh, Mossy. Looks like he's doing some digging work today. <laughs> yeah, on the field, yeah, yeah.
0: They, they they attempted the, the UPS, uh, UPS, I think it was, the Ultimate Paintball Series, um, and that was kind of, unfortunately, just didn't really take off, um, and they kind of, I guess they kind of scrapped uh, Speedball down there for, for a bit of time, um, and they kind of focused more on their rec ball field, um, and then it would only be in the last couple years that nxl has kind of picked up um down there which is good to good to see more out.
1: yeah i know like uh i was sort of cutting my teeth with the axl back in the day when i remember when camden sort of first opened up and it was good to have like a um you know somewhere else it was only an hour away uh that was you could go play some good competitive tournaments so it was a shame when they sort of uh yeah moved away from all that um <clears> but yeah it's good it's good that now there's options and and they're back and somewhere for you for you guys to train that's a bit closer <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> unfortunately i'm the only one that's closer everyone else is up there so yeah. i generally have the short straw
1: yeah no that's uh it's uh oh, i guess what, what would paint well be without trouble <laughs> yeah
0: that's right yeah. i mean i guess i can't really talk when you got other guys coming from interstate and um you know, international.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard of people flying. Uh, some people have flown to I uh, to Action for the weekend just for a practice session. Um, yeah. So yeah,
0: it's, it's yeah. Crazy. I know. Um, Havoc did that. Uh, the boys from South, South Australia. They. Yeah, just to randomly rock up to to one of the weekend sessions, they kind of threw their name out. And was like, hey, we're coming up, so if anyone wants to make a full weekend instead of just a Sunday training out of it, so we ended up doing that, you know, with the Havoc boys, and um, yeah, it's good to see.
1: Yeah, nice. Oh, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully, we can repay the favor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I guess not with uh, not with COVID.
0: Yeah, once uh, once the you know borders are open. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it'll hopefully fingers crossed it's all it's all happening soon um Mm. so yeah so you guys started in the amateur so like uh when did you sort of make that switch into uh into semi-pro uh
0: i think it would have been where are we up to now it's 2020 i think it would have been about 2014 maybe I think, yeah, it might have been like, we. I
1: think, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right, I, I that. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, around then. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I've been in the game for about eight years now. So, yeah, we would have stayed, I think we stayed in AMS for about two, two to three, yeah, two to three years, um, and then kind of did uh, – basically a half year in semi um, and unfortunately it was just too much for uh, some of the other guys with families and housing and stuff like that. So we kind of just dropped off there and that was when I kind of ref'd and then came back in with the new Marauders for obviously two years in semi.
1: Yeah, cool. So how... With the OG Marauders, how did how did things go in amateur? Were you guys finding some success down there? Oh,
0: we we always had a bogey day for some reason. Um, we always found ourselves hitting fifth, um, like just minusculely, like missing out on finals. Um, we'd either have a fantastic Saturday or we'd have a, you know, fantastic Sunday, and then the other day was just dreadful um so I don't know what it was but we just we just couldn't we just couldn't get to the extra that extra um you know that extra achievement to get into the finals
1: oh that's a shame so uh so it was either like you guys had such a good day that everyone just went yeah we've done yeah we're still out on Sunday yeah <laughs>
0: It, yeah it was either yeah you know you know we'd rock up on on the saturday and just you know have four wins or loss and this was back when we had the um the group a and group b uh, the oh, pool okay a, um, yep. event so it was the two-day two-day amateur events and you'd um you know play four games the one day four games the next or whatever it was and yeah we we'd finish off one day or you know, we're really good, or we'd finish off the first day with one win, three losses, and then completely smash the next day. But we just couldn't couldn't make the the cut, <laughs> so to speak.
1: Yeah, oh, it's a it's a shame, but uh, obviously you guys uh, eventually started started uh, flipping the switch on that. So, you know, yeah, you, you had your your break uh, with refing and stuff like that. So, when the team reformed, was that was it a I know you said some of the guys left, but who was on the line-up then? What was the, the – yeah, what, what um, did the team look like?
0: So basically it was only uh, mm. myself and one of the other original um, Marauders. Um, and I kind of used reffing, um to scout as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was kind of how I found Tim – ryan and matt who were playing i believe they were playing a Novs event um and i I'd, I'd already refed um like the the pro event and was kind of just you know whenever i had a break i was just watching some of the other games in AMS or in semi or in knobs and kind of just were looking at these dominant teams that i would see and basically just approached them and was like hey you want to kind of step up for next year because I'm tired of sitting on the sideline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. So, so was like, you didn't, you didn't have any, like what was the thing that made you guys go to semi-pro and not like you bought them up from novice to semi-pro. Is that right? Yeah. Guys? Yeah. So what, um, what was that like, what was that decision like that you didn't, you didn't want to go back to amateur?
0: Well, I think it was when we didn't have amateur. It was the champions and challengers. Oh, I okay. can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of an open event for semi-pro and and amateurs anyway. So, um, I think possibly if the option was there to run amateur, we we may have done that. But I was kind of like, well, this is what's available, you know. Let's like actually work at it and i think the key thing with the newer guys was um we just we we kind of i kind of made it so like it was something that i had always wanted to do so i was like i kind of want to take this squad to the top where i can so i was looking for people that were also committed to train and committed to the squad yeah cool
1: that's so yeah, so you, I like that you you had your your uh your sights set on pro for pretty much from the from the get go.
0: Yeah, so because with the original, I was I wasn't the captain. Um uh, a good mate of mine, um, Ben shirt Ben Shirtliff was the captain, and I kind of just co captained with him. Um and then, but yeah, it was just you know, once I kind of took over the name and took over the squad, it was like this is kind of what I want and. I want to find a group of guys that uh, want to get there as well.
1: Yeah, cool. So obviously, uh, those guys are all on board. Everyone, did you have that sit down meeting? Like, did you did you tell everyone that that this is what this is what we're doing? Yeah,
0: like basically, it was like, look, I think I, I felt that the key thing was, yeah, you know, to have a, a strong core group of guys that you know, you run, continually run with them and obviously you're just going to improve and play better as a squad. So it was like, hey, if if you're keen to to do it, like to kind of make the jumps that I want to make, like, let's go. And I, I remember finding Tim out and, oh, sorry, Tim, Matt and Ryan in Knobs. Tim then approached his brother, Brendan. Um, so he was obviously one of the originals in well, second 2.0 originally, <laughs> and then I just recall finding Alice there. Um, he randomly rocked up at a training session with his dad, and I had to actually ask his dad for permission to allow Al <laughs> to play in a you know like semi-professional team. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: cool. So, so how long had all these guys been playing um, like roughly before before they jumped on? like it sounds like Alice there it was his first day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was basically um most of the guys I kind of found you know at masters uh, the year prior to us jumping into a tourney. Um so I think collectively we they probably had maybe 3 months <laughs> on the field.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, I like it. It's uh I guess it's um yeah, you guys just sort of like <laughs> jammed it in. Like you went, this is what we're gonna do, and we don't care. Like it's not the usual, um, you know, sit around. Like oh, like uh, it's something like you know, I I work in construction. And I always say to like my apprentices, I always say, um, just because you're a first year doesn't mean you need to act like a first year, or just because you're a you know a third year doesn't mean you need to act like a third year. You can yeah. act like a tradesman if you want, and and you'll get on well. So I like that you guys just just turned up and, and went. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And
0: it just, yeah, kind of, obviously, the first year in semi with the guys, we we were, you know, I think it was five fifths consecutively. Um, and then we kind of was like, all right, let's, like, we know where we need to go to get to that next level. And then the year after, we kind of basically, I mean, the only other team that's, Um, hit the record was syndicate um, which was the three first and the second so um, when we dominated semi pro
1: (laughs) yeah nice so yeah so um what was i going to say yeah so were you guys like the the kind of team that could have those kind kind of conversations when you were getting you know four fifths in a row that you guys could sit back and actually say like what are we doing wrong was that yeah, the thing?
0: Um, we definitely could, and that was, I think, the the best thing that we had was we were all striving to improve um, our own our own game plus everyone else's, like each other's, um, and I think it was also the fact that you know we didn't really we didn't really argue, we didn't fight, you know, if stuff didn't go our way, you know, you kind of like you know you're still proud of what you're achieving. And um and just because we're all really good mates and obviously, you know, still are, so um, to have that and no one's at each
1: other's throats, so it's good. Yeah. Well like how did you go about building that relationship? Was it something that you guys just um it just happened naturally or, or were you like doing team building things, going and I don't know, playing paintball or something like that?
0: <laughs> no, I think I think it was just natural. We kinda of, I think we were just all, you know, bunch of idiots kind of thing where we just you know had a bit of a laugh enjoyed what we were doing and um yeah just obviously at the same time as enjoying it we were we were getting better by playing you know like like just enjoying what we're doing and playing the sport with with like you know training with SWAT and training with um you know some of the other the um pro teams that were around
1: yeah, it's it's something that um like I, I used to notice quite a lot about you guys and it was it was good uh when we were at practice because you're like oh that you know these guys want to play us yeah sure we'll have a we'll have an easy game but um it's it's generally a lot of the lower divisional teams like they don't really want to play against the pro teams they you know it's, sometimes I think people think that practice is like for sheep stations that they because they lose a game <laughs> practice that it it's all over so it was good to see you guys were always keen uh to jump on and and butt heads with, with anyone, it didn't matter who they were on the field.
0: No, like, uh, something that it was kind of, like, just something that I used to always say to the boys was, like, it doesn't matter the team, it's five jerseys on the gate. So, you know, I don't care what they're wearing, three people are on, uh, you know, five people on that other, like, the opposing gate. So, you know, let's just go.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, obviously it showed... Uh, it, yeah, it showed results. Like you guys had, yeah, pretty quick turnaround from, uh, yeah, you you started to climb the ranks in semi pro pretty quickly. So what was the, um, yeah, so so how long did you guys stay in uh, semi pro for?
0: So we played semi pro for two years.
1: Yeah. Okay. Was that and that was two full seasons? Yeah. Yeah. No. Sweet. So so the move up to pro is that uh. Was that – with the divisions capped then? Was that something that you guys, like, had to wait for or
0: um, – No. No, I don't think it was. Um, I think it was oh, – no. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't capped. I think it was just, um, like, we kind of jumped up when there was – our first year in pro was kind of, I think – the first round was when I think there was about seven or eight teams, maybe, um, because obviously that was when, uh, basically when everyone started getting imports. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think we kind of jumped in at the the most difficult time we could have, um, just when because thinking back in semi pro and pro, like you'd rock up to Masters because that was the event that that the international players were gonna be at. Um whereas kind of that was the start when Expendables introduced a, a pro full year, SWAT introduced a pro for a full year, uh and just some of the high end teams basically had the pros all the time. Um, and I recall us basically having we ran our seven-man roster for the whole year until I think it was the end uh, Masters when um uh, Mike basically told us that we could uh Montresor was coming over um as a just as a I think he was on his way to I think it was Thailand for World Cup. And we were just stopping in Australia for for a bit of a holiday. And we ended up having him and Sam Monville on the roster for Masters. And just the amount we learned in that one tournament, like, was huge, like, for me personally, as well as all the team.
1: Yeah, cool. So, um, like, how was it before, like, we'll go back to... That, like the start of that season like how was the how was the first few events before you know before we got those guys on how was the the jump into pro was it a big a big step up you found
0: um we definitely did I mean we kind of sat down at the end of the semi pro season and were like hey um it was kind of the same talk where it's like you know I think we should jump up if you guys aren't keen to kind of make this um, something a bit more than just you know kind of showing up and and having like I mean don't get me wrong we have a blast playing pro but it's a completely different element to just kind of rocking up and and you know playing semi or or AMs where it's just you know whatever the results are it's you know for a bit of bit of fun and laughs but um and everyone was keen to to stick on we brought the same roster up and even though First year in, brand new to it. I think just the amount of training we had done against pros already um, kind of prepared us for it. And I think we basically had again, you know, consistent fits uh, for that first year.
1: <laughs> That's not bad. Not bad for uh, for the pro division. Yeah, um, we, we were we
0: were absolutely stoked. Um, just and it was something that kept getting repeated to us spy. Um I just remember you know, from from even the international players, Dave Hopkins, Greenspan, um, you know Blackie and and just some of the other players, same with like Mike and Adam was like just like, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing and you're gonna get results. And it was just that thing where it's like we're in pro, we're not gonna relax about it. We're gonna train hard and earn our spot here.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like it. I guess um, like that that step up to to probably, for you guys probably wouldn't have been as big. Uh, like I, I remember like explicit was around then, SWAT was around then. If you guys were training against uh against them, like to play against like those two teams, I guess wouldn't have been a big difference. But uh, yeah, then playing against I know yeah expendables and their uh, endless amounts of uh <laughs> of imports, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's cool. So, um, was everyone on board with that with that move up to pro? Was it was a you know was it a hard conversation or was it something that everyone pretty much just straight away just said yeah let's do it?
0: Um, yeah, basically, especially for the first year, it was you know let's go. Um, the other original member um, Cornish he um, ended up leaving. Um, I think it was midway through. Our first year of semi-pro, so he ended up moving um, after our first season to play pro with Climax, um, and I think they only played one round and kind of they disbanded and he moved on to, to life. Um, so that was one thing, but apart from that, yeah, we, we kept the same roster and introduced uh, we introduced Alex Wall. Um, yep. From um, down in Wagga uh, for our first year, just because we we had, I think we had a core cool six man or seven man going into our first year, but we thought we co- should kind of um, uh, boost the roster a bit to possibly trying to get eight to nine. Um, but I think we did play our first year with with eight, um, and that was great to have to have Alex up, but. It was a bit bit harder for him just because he couldn't train as much uh, but he was definitely committed to to his time in pro um, but yeah we definitely we we had the same squad for most of it
1: yeah cool and uh that's I always you know said to, to people like I want to get too bummed with fifth like I'd rather come fifth than fourth Is what I've always said because yeah yeah <laughs> You, you go home with the same amount of uh, prizes and, and you played two less games. So you paid yeah, a little bit less. a bit of coin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Fifth place. So obviously your run of fifths didn't last forever. So, yeah. Um, why don't you let us know, yeah, just a little bit more about that master. So, so getting Tim and Sam um, Monville, was that something that you guys were like really keen on? Was it something that you had wanted to do was get a US pro on the team? Uh, we,
0: we definitely, we talked about it as a group, um, but at the same time we wanted to focus um, getting our basically Australian team as strong as possible. Um, it was kind of thrown at us during the year, whether we did or didn't want a pro. Um, and we were just, I think it was definitely um a cost thing as well um having i think well half the team didn't have jobs (laughs) at the (laughs) time so um the the obviously the the increase in in cost from semi pro to pro um was was a big thing uh and it was kind of before we we jumped on with with a lot of sponsors um so, yeah, so we, we would have loved the idea and we talked about, you know, having some of the ridiculous guys like Yaya or, or like Moorhead or something coming over and, and guesting with us. Um, but just I guess the cost of it wasn't um, reasonable. It just it wasn't, it wasn't there for us. Um, and then it was just an opportunity that kind of we were given by Mike saying, you know, we got these guys coming over just to enjoy Australia, but you know they're keen for a roster. So yeah, we were we definitely jumped on board.
1: Yeah, well, uh, like you touched on on costs there a little bit. I, I know it's a like it's a pretty not too many teams have have done that switch. I know like individual players have come like quite a lot from semi pro to pro, and not heaps of teams have done that progression. So what what sort of like, is it is it a big step moving into pro? Like, cost wise, uh, is that was it really noticeable?
0: Oh, definitely. Um, we basically had to be pretty pretty resilient with funding, like with funds in terms of we set up like a team account, um, had um, made sure everyone kind of put in enough to to instead of having just that lump sum at the end of the weekend, like you know. Kind of have some put away um, in that team account that we could use, um, and then it was kind of up to me to to find as much sponsorship that I could <laughs> to to kind of soften the blow. And
1: and how'd that go? How's uh like I I've honestly never never been on a team where I've had to chase uh, like sponsorship. Like it's it sounds exciting. So like how, how was that? Like w- what kind of process uh, do you have to go to to get through that?
0: Yeah, I mean we we basically kind of just brainstormed as a team was like, Hey, could this be somewhere that we could chase? We, like, I sent emails to, to basic, I went looking for anything kind of in extreme sports. Um, there's obviously some brands that, you know, you can't approach. They have to approach you type thing. But like I hit up um, Oak, I hit up Hogs Breath. I hit up like just, a lot of different restaurant chains and just anything that I could potentially help us um, with a bit of cost wise um, and it was the same with obviously going to Mike and and um, trying to get on 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 the like on a roll with with some sponsorships through him um, and he was totally supportive in in our jump up and to kind of ease the blow where he could um, and yeah we, we definitely were. Um, we def- like I made so many good relationships with our you know really good like our top sponsors now um, through just kind of learning from basically it was learning from Tim um, through Masters to to not just kind of scrounge around and to kind of make a name for us and pursue professional sponsors.
1: Yeah, awesome. So how, how did you go with uh with those? Like, I, I sort of understand, yeah, paintball sponsors. Did you get any outside outside interest?
0: Um, we had a bit of help from some of my, um, uh, like, kind of going through. We had a bit of help um, from some of the OG sponsors we used to have. Um, one of the old teammates, Barrett, had um, his uncle owned a company and they kind of helped us out with some gear um so we were kind of good in that aspect where we had more money to use for a tournament instead of buying all our gear again um so just little things like that where which helped um but i think it was just more of us being kind of strict with where our money went
1: (laughs) oh it's cool it's um yeah like trying to trying to even just explain to people what paintball is let alone getting them to give you money that's a, that's, yeah. that's a good effort yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, i like it so yeah so that was it sounds like that um that season where you, you know, it was that master story where you had uh sam and tim that was a pretty big turning point for the team so so how was the next season after that uh, yeah how did that look
0: oh uh, it was it was huge um just i mean we kind of Got on board with our uh, one of our major sponsors, Anthrax. We we kind of, I mean, we just like their products through Semi Pro, um, and I think we were one of the only squads in Pro kind of repping their stuff um, at the time. Um, so that kind of got us in good graces. Tim um, helped us out immensely with throwing us, uh, basically letting us join with Lux. Um, which was huge um, thing from that, and then obviously just going through Mike and meeting Mr. H. I think pretty sure he was seen Mr. H or or Josh that was at that event as well, um, and basically anyone that was in that kind of profession, I went to talk to. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, so,
1: so do you think, uh, like? the gear changed, the, the like with the boys out playing a bit harder and stuff that, they had like something to prove from that point?
0: I, yeah, I definitely uh, think we did. Um, and I think it was just the fact that we didn't stop training. Um, we kept at it. We kept grinding. We kept improving um, our own game. And then to run, I think it was I'm just trying to remember now – I think we ended up running our first third place. I think was in our second year. Um, yeah, it would have. It would have been our first third place. I think. I think we basically were were consistent in. You know, we got fifth. We got. I think we we hit finals for the first time. Ended up with a fourth. Um, and then I think it was. At the end of the second season, you know, we, we hit finals again and managed um, a third place, and that was kind of our just a big thing for us to be at the players party, like not just not just at action, but actually at the players party and receiving our kind of first ever um, podium finish for a pro.
1: Yeah, that's that's cool, and that's um, they sort of say that like once you. Year the first time you get in the finals, like it's a big deal and not everyone goes that well the first time, because it's like, yeah, it is a bit overwhelming, but uh, once you sort of had that success, that taste of success, it's a bit hard to, hard to stop from there. So, so how did, you know, the, the the ball started rolling? How, how did the, the season after that go? Um,
0: well, actually, sorry, the, in that second season, we also had our first kind of international for the year, and that was um, Dave oh, Vasquez um, from oh, yeah. the semi-pro division. He came over and guested with us for the year, um, and that was a, just another thing that I think helped us because it was another um, outside look on paintball, um, and I think that's definitely helped us. And and that like spools into our third year in pro where. We basically had um, Ronnie D on. Um, basically, it was a. It was a. I think it may have been Ryan that was kind of just like Ryan or Matt that was kind of talking with him, and and he was just keen to come over and play um, because he would obviously seen Chad George come over and, and a few of his other uh, mates in, in Heat um, play over here and they loved it. So he wanted to get on onto a team. And I think just the um, absolute respect I have for for Dizon to, like, just his experience and insight to the game helped us all and especially helped me in just, be, like, I, I guess – being captain in a pro team is just such a big step um, and there's just so much more pressure on you for it um, and he definitely helped. And, and through that, we ended up with, a, I believe, a second place and a third place in that year.
1: Yeah, nice. So, so yeah, because I, I do remember um, that first year, everyone always saying, oh, those guys need to import, these guys need to import. So it sounds like it sort of paid off. Um, because I think yeah. So Dave Vasquez, he was uh, he was he was guessing with you guys, but then DMG actually bought a a team over one event. So was that right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I so I believe it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Um, that was kind of the that was the Masters, I think, when we had Tim and Sam because I remember uh, yeah, okay. that they came over for that event and I think they had a six man squad. Um, from their Div 1, Div 2, and Div 3 teams, and that was kind of when we first met, you know, Thomas Kim and Dave and a few of the other guys. Um, and I believe they ended up they ended up coming third that event. Um, and we just got got along really well with Dave, and um, it was just a hey, like I really enjoy Australian paintball, like, and we're like, well you want to come over and play with us the next year? And yeah, he was totally down for it. So
1: yeah, cool. Well, I know like we've, we've spoken quite a lot about the Marauders and the super sevens, but what did you guys do outside of that? Do were you guys playing many events or was your focus just a hundred percent on the super sevens?
0: Um, I mean, we kind of played in a few little events. like We played Wagga three-man and just some of the other. Um, we've, we've played Rush um, and just a, a few of the other little events that pop up. I know um, we generally haven't had full squads, but um, a couple of the boys went to Queensland Cup. Um, just a few things to obviously better themselves, and I'm not going to stop anyone playing more paintball. I think it's a good thing in my books. Um, so but our main focus was just getting better as a squad and just dedicating as much time as we could to improving.
1: Yeah, okay. No, sweet. It's um it is a big yeah, it's a it's a big thing to travel. Uh, it's like it's one thing to travel to play paintball, but it's another thing to travel and and bring another six guys and then it's another thing I guess to to be the captain and uh, and have to organize it all.
0: yeah (laughs) yeah no that's definitely like i remember the first time we kind of played rash we played coughs and it was all good all sweet i organized everything and then the second time the boys wanted to go i unfortunately couldn't make it and it was just a disaster in terms of them organizing um the accommodation just i just remember them saying yeah we you need to you need to book this stuff next time, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not playing; it's not my job.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's people think it's just it sort of all happens, <laughs> just turn up and and we're playing. So yeah, so you had that season uh with D's on, and then yeah, how did how did things progress? Um, Continue yeah, to so, progress. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that would have been so. After that one, again, we were just yeah like we were consistently beating um like we were actually it it was it was funny because a lot of other teams were actually basically on the lookout for us at that stage where where we were having an impact on in the prelims we were having an impact in the finals um we were causing enough upsets um uh, to kind of worry a few few teams and just it was the first round um, of last year where we had Dizon and basically he was chatting with us and it was just like, hey, um, he, he kind of brought over a lot of other talent with him, um, mainly semi-pro guys that you know just were keen to play in Australia. Um, so for the first round he brought um, we had uh, Alfred from um, he played in uh, I think he played one round with the uh, New York Extreme um, guys um, so he was still semi pro and kind of just getting into the pro scene um, so he came over and that would have been that was our first first uh, first place at the HK Cup yeah.
1: Uh, it was good. I was I was pumped for you guys when that happened. It was good to see. It was just a culmination of so much. Uh, yeah, watching you guys over the years um, battle through it and, and get that was, was great.
0: Yeah, it was definitely something that I couldn't have been proud of, the, the guys. Um, I just remember, you know, going on, like, when we were, had the, a bit of awarded ceremony and then getting – two cans of Tilly's new dumped on the head, thanks to Alfred. Um, but it was just it was just a surreal ex- experience um, just to to have evolved and developed so much into the game with Dizon basically becoming a, a marauder. Um, like, he basically, yeah, since he first came over, he slotted so well in with the team and we just had... I think any any guys that have come over, we've we've gotten along really well with. Um, there hasn't been any button heads, and we've just we've just gone out there to to do what we want to like to do what we can do and prove a point to to the other teams.
1: Yeah, no, I like that, and, and it is important um, getting the the import that that fits. Like you can't just pull pull anyone because there's guys that come over and they've got different ideas and they they try and take over to teams but yeah it sounds like that's that's cool if if Ronnie D's on, like I've uh, I've never played with him I, I don't know, I've met him a few times and he, I don't think there'd be anyone in the world that couldn't get along with Ronnie Designe. <laughs> no, I uh, like
0: and I think it was just I mean cuz cuz being such a young squad um cuz <clears throat> being such a young squad we had there was still a lot of shenanigans you know out of the pits and and on um and on, you know, after trainings and and on um, tournament events where you know we'd we'd always have uh, a team dinner on the Fridays where I think at one stage we we just ended up stealing every American that we could, um, and like I think it was like the first or second year that Ronnie was playing with us and we ended up having almost as many U.S. guys at Ryan's house as like Marauders. <laughs> um so it was just a it was just a good vibe that we had with the team and i think we've continued with that moving forward
1: yeah well you know we'll, we'll sort of brought it up a few times earlier um but yeah what what was sort of the death knell for you what, what uh you, you've hung up your your what are you saying paintball your your mask i guess I, you know, <laughs> <The boots>. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: um, um yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that any, any sort of death. Now it was just uh, unfortunately the, the, the cost of of what we were doing. Um, like I mean, I love training week in, week out and preparing for tournaments and and everything. But I mean, obviously doing that as captain with the sponsors, sponsors and everything, it was a bit of a mental drain, um, as well as physical, and I was. Uh, it, it ended up being a, a decision to – to our, our main goal that we're on now is myself and, and um, my my wife, Adelaide, to, to own our own home. So, um, fortunately, they're not cheap in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just something that we, we did the numbers on it, and it was just something that we thought, you know, give us a bit of time, save a bit of money, and – you know, but back before I know it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's not a, a not a it's like we will see the the bias name out there on on the field, uh, in the future perhaps. It's, it's yeah, a, I mean, a, a, I, I stop.
0: Yeah, I don't think I could ever completely stop playing. Um, that's why, like, I mean, this year I I, I stepped back and and focused more on a um ambassador role and kind of helping Matt. Um, who took over the reins as captain. Um, so I've got all the really good um, relationships with the sponsors and and whatnot through the last, you know, five years of pro. So I keep in contact with all of them and make sure, you know, the the things behind the scenes are still running well for the team.
1: <laughs> uh, nice. So, yeah, so... He- still booking hotels and things like that for them, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess someone's, some. I mean, I've, bloody, I've, I've had the ridiculous nickname ever since, um, ever since we kind of first went down and played the Welga Three Man with, um, <laughs> it was myself, Tim and Al, and they would have been, you know, I think Al was still 19, um, Tim I think was maybe 20, and I, like, they gave me this ridiculous Papa, Papa Jason, <laughs> Name that i've still got to this day so
1: papa jason i like it
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you'll regret uh regret or, telling the world that that name, yeah
0: but, well i mean yeah. if, if you want to go technical papa j schwan
1: <laughs> all right i feel like i'm in the the inner marauder circle now i've, I've got <laughs> all the in jokes it's good so uh yeah before we we start to wrap things up you know uh I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, not not a lot of teams have done what you guys have done. It's uh, it's pre- it's pretty cool to 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 show that the system sort of works that you can you know start down at the bottom and and grind your way through. So, would there be for anyone listening that's sort of in that similar role, maybe starting out, like, would there be anything that you would do different um, about how you did it?
0: Um, I don't really think I could. In all honesty, it's it's just something that, um, obviously, having a team that's local um, and kind of all, I mean, having having a, a, I think we've been extremely lucky by having a team that's all, you know, basically in the same state. Um, I kind of found a lot of guys that were, were local to the field um, and were committed to kind of playing paintball. And I think it's just, it's, it's something that's, I, th- I think extremely hard to do. I don't. I don't know how Jamie does the the esky buddy roundup. Um, but I think having having a core cool, core cool squad that you can just continually play with is only going to improve um, your chances at, at doing a lot of good things. Um, and to to be one of those teams that can say that you know we've we've we met. Down like down at the start, we played like we dominated a, a, a semi-professional division. Uh, we dabbled through pro, and then to to you know take to take victory in, in pro is no small feat. Um, and then I guess the next step that you know we're hoping to eventually achieve is the is the obviously the rings. So yeah. I, th- I think it's always good to to continually set yourself a goal um, to to beat and that would have been that like the main thing that has kind of kept the Marauders progressing as we have.
1: Yeah. Cool. No, I, I love it. Like, yeah, you, yeah, I was just so, uh, yeah, one thing that, that you guys did that, that I love was just the, the timing of the move from semi pro to pro. A lot of teams, uh, they seem to just linger a little bit too long in semi pro and, uh, uh, eventually they get picked clean so uh the the players you know if half the team wants to move and the other doesn't then the guys that want to go yeah. will jump on the first pro team that are so yeah um, i
0: mean i mean there was a, a quite a few of us that were asked uh, uh, <laughs> like kind of midway through that that second year in semi um but like we everything was kind of it was an open book for the squad if someone got asked it was originally like it was straight away tabled um it was kind of, hey, I've had this opportunity, you know, but, I like, we all kind of had the same thing, whereas, like, we all wanted the team that we had made to make it, and I think that was just an important thing that, again, kept kept the squad on that forward progression.
1: Yeah, and I, I love it, like, you know, you you rattled it off like some of the names earlier like Tim Matt Ryan and then like getting Alistair and stuff like the team really in the last 5 years hasn't it's still really that that core sort of five uh like a few guys have come here and gone here and there but uh yeah and no, it's it's cool to see just yeah a group of guys sticking together and I, I guess it shows that uh that you know it pays off the hard work yeah
0: and and that's it i i think it's it's one of those things that you just can't you can't get complacent with Your skill level, um, you can always improve, and I think that was yeah, like 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 you said, we we just knuckled down, did the hard yards, and results follow.
1: Yeah, no, it's good to see. uh yeah, it's been a a pleasure to watch you guys uh to to play over the years, and uh yeah, I was like I said, I was so happy when you guys won. I was yeah, (laughs) I was pumped because yeah, it's uh yeah no, it's been a good story to follow. So. Yeah, we'll start wrapping things up uh, here. So before uh, we go, was there any sponsors or, you know, anyone in general that you'd just want to give a shout-out to where you've got the air?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, like, definitely, I, I don't believe the Marauders would be where they're at without, um, you know, the continued sponsors, like the support from um, our main sponsors at like Anthrax, uh, Glade 8 Air, um, HK Army, uh, Mike and John from... Um, action and paintballshop.com they've done so much for us as well um tim and and the guys at lux like they've just progressed us in leaps and bounds so um just to have him kind of mentor us and and kind of bring us through pro was a huge deal for us um and then the constant support that we've had from um like the pit crew that we run like Jono who um he plays with uh, one of the esky teams now but um Jono and and my wife Addie um just they're always supporting us Addie bringing baked goods to the field uh everyone was looking forward to that on Tawny day um and yeah and then Obviously, a big thing that we've had for the last couple of years was um, Belly's um, dad, uh, Three Pop. He's a legend of paintball. He loves everybody, and he's been probably one of the biggest helps that we've had in the pits and, and around off the off the field.
1: Yeah, awesome. No, it's uh, it's it's something you, you, you could sort of feel that with the Marauders uh, team. You know, you guys are a big family. All right, so uh, yeah, before before I let you go, is there someone that you could uh, recommend to be on the show for me?
0: Uh, definitely. I mean, there's there's a couple of names that um, that I can throw out. Um, one is our, one of our old teammates, um, Matty Bell. Um, Belly. He's just a character in paintball. Um, loves the sport. Loves everybody in it. Uh, just like his old man. So um i think he'd be he'd be a bit of a fun one to have um and then uh, another one would be um young chester who played uh played the first round of this year with the ballistics unit um he's five foot nothing he's a little (laughs) 19 year old that he's definitely going to be making um making some things happen this year uh sorry in the in the pro scene
1: yeah cool no it's um yeah, like that's I like the the newer names, the younger guys. It's it's good it'd be good to get in early and uh you know, I can I can say, Oh, you heard him here first. So <laughs> yeah, on, on your recommendation though, so I won't take all the credit. No, that's cool. Uh yeah, that's um yeah, the the future the future stars of the sport, I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's an awesome bloke to play with as well. Uh he guested with us um at the Eskimo Cup as well that's just that just went by and um yeah it's amazing to watch um or to see somebody at home behind a small cake um (laughs) (laughs) when i have to fold myself in half
1: (laughs) yeah no it's uh i don't know these guys are lucky these days they get to start so young but uh no it's it's cool no sweet all righty, we will uh We'll wrap it up there. Thanks, thanks so much for, for joining us, Jason. And uh, I know we we spent a lot of time talking about the Marauders and 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 uh, the, the team you put together. But I know yourself, like yeah, you had you had that goal and and you worked towards it. So it's uh yeah, it's a it's a great story. So yeah, thanks for sitting down and sharing it with us.
0: Yeah, no worries. And and that's it. Like I mean, it's it's not just my story. It's something that all those guys that have helped me along the way, like. Whether it be Tim, Ronnie, Mike, um, like all my other teammates, it's it's something that I couldn't have done myself, um, and it's just kind of learning off the back of everyone else in the community um, to help to help you achieve what you want.
1: Yeah, and and definitely got there, but like you said, there's there's one more goal left, and uh, fingers yeah. crossed, uh, we we see uh yeah. Uh, uh, ring on one of those fingers in the near future <laughs>
0: yeah no that's it and um even if i'm not playing i'm gonna steal one anyway <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh, that's it that's uh it's something that you know not everyone uh knows and well not everyone sort of sees they they stare ring and say yeah you know they won that season but they don't see the the effort that that went in the years before and and the, and the grind and how hard it is so they yeah, they they don't grow on trees. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. It does take a lot of work to um to, to get results.
1: Yeah, awesome. Let's uh fingers crossed we, we see it for you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can only fingers hope. crossed it, look, before we get too far ahead, fingers crossed we actually uh could be out playing soon. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's I that's another scary thing whereas um just what it's going to be, what it's going to look like when kind of it goes back. Um, it'll be interesting to see rosters um, for some of the other pro teams or, or how many kind of pro teams are, are able to keep on kicking. So hopefully um, he can get back to like a regular normal <laughs> yeah. <you> know, later.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. It's um. hopefully it's, uh, like we saw it in 2008 with the GFC. Hopefully this isn't some other, it's not a, another crisis sort of leading up where we're going to lose a bunch of players. So mm. yeah, let's, let's hope everyone comes out of this. Uh, hopefully there's some, you know, people have been sitting at home and consuming content and there'll be more paintballers coming out of this. That'd be the yeah, dream. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Alrighty, Jason, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for sitting down, having a chat with us and, uh, all the best with everything in the future and hopefully we we'll see you out in the field soon
0: no worries thank you so much all the best
1: cheers that is a wrap on another episode of down under paintball thank you once again jason for taking the time sitting down and having a chat as i said at the top of the show it was really cool to see just how switched on jason was from the beginning when he decided to form marauders and Sherry picked the guys that he wanted on the team. Again, I've brought it up a few times on the show how important I think it is to have a team of guys that, as well as being good players, I think more importantly, you've got to get along and everyone has to be on the same page and there for the same reasons. Yeah, there's the other cool thing I really like about the Marauders is it's something that we haven't seen a lot in Australian paintball, especially in the Super 7s. I know the divisions start out now at novice, then amateur, then semi-pro, then pro, and we haven't really seen too many teams progress with the same name, the same group of guys from way down in the novice division all the way through to the pro. So it's good to see that the system works and that there's teams that can do it and can make the dream work. But again, a massive testament to the Marauders. They were a team that as soon as they started getting some success in the division, they were pushing to move up and I think that's the biggest problem that I've ever seen with teams trying to make it happen that the way they've done. You hang around in those lower divisions too long, guys want to move up before the rest of the team and unfortunately unfortunately, big teams are going to come along and start picking those players off. So if you are in a team that's sort of umming and ahhing about whether they should move, my advice would be to always go for it, push harder. And you will probably surprise yourself. So that is a wrap on another episode. And we will see you all next week.